1: Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show, great topic, not a new one, and definitely not a new guest. Someone we've seen, we've heard, we've interacted with, uh, someone that that put me to sleep. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that sounds funny, right? Uh, Someone that you actually followed uh, in a series called, uh, 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 was it Hippodiversions? Diversions
0: the, the hypno Diversions podcast i had that for a little bit but moved on from that little project i suppose it might get restarted one day but
1: yeah, hypno-divergence it was good man i i, I love those those that yeah. series man i mean it was a few of them but they were powerful right. um yeah well so again uh, you know i guess i guess we already introduced you away
0: <laughs> oh yeah <I'm, laughs> we got i'm we a got, known factor
1: <laughs> yeah yeah robert parker and twin ravens hypnotherapy and research um you know he's uh by the way uh, normally i've watched his work and uh you know we've we had his shows on the the network but also i actually worked with him outside mm-hmm. uh in my uh corporate you know side of the business and we had him come on and do uh, a series of uh, programs for our teams it was pretty interesting you know uh, i think it was 8 weeks if i am not so sure, mm-hmm. 6 weeks. weeks it was it yeah it was it was a, a pretty uh, good program and uh, a lot of good feedback came out of that one and it was just you know especially in sales we had used that to to kind of pump a little bit the 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 minds and and it worked so but 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 today we're we're actually going to talk about more stuff and we might just talk lightly about hypnotherapy and all that but but really what what today's occasion is that Robert had the uh, the idea and a discussion before to to have his own book and guess what people he just did and uh, uh, I think the topic really is you set up a goal you go after it and you make it happen period and out and you make your mind work towards it as as hard as it can be so so Robert first of all congratulations on on the book and uh, Thank you very know much. um uh, we'll ask about the name and all that stuff in a minute, but really, that is an achievement. That's a milestone, and many people, um, you know, they want that. That's a bucket list thing. Like, you know, I I have that on my bucket list. You know, and I, I want to do it. I I started, you know, putting some stuff together, but we're not there yet. But but I I do know one thing: before hopefully I depart this world, I have a book, at least one. <laughs>
0: Got <laughs> kind of that one it, book it. with your name on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. It at least, at least, I think, I think my bio just, 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 don't be crazy enough to actually, you know, put enough uh, in there. But, mm. but certainly, certainly, um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's a not a dream. It's really something I want to achieve. You know, and, and and it is, it is a good feeling just knowing that you've you've gone through that whole process. I've I've known a couple of people that have done that. Uh, as as a side thing, not their primary role. I mean, some mm. people are writers and authors by default, but there are folks that are doing many things, but they decide to to write a book about Absolutely. stuff that they're passionate about. So 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 let's let's go through that that challenge. And you know, I mean, because I know it's not easy to write a book. I mean, you got to no. find the the, <laughs> the topic. You got to find you know the time. You got to figure out how to put it together. You got to get some publishing going. And get it all you know impact and ready and 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 published that's that's a whole process it
0: it really is
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know i know listen i i can only imagine so so uh so robert let's talk about first of all let's just bring our audiences back to the hypnotherapy and then we Mm -hmm. can go into the book i mean you are a hypnotherapist you help people kind of reset i would say and, and, and reframe their mindset and how they see things and uh I know. Listen, I still I still remember the session we had where I was live <laughs> and I actually watch it every now and then. And I do remember it was one of the best moments, you know, Excellent. And, you know, I, I enjoyed that 10 minutes was 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 pretty good. And it didn't feel like 10 minutes. It felt like maybe a minute or two, but, mm-hmm. but it was about 10 minutes when I watched that thing. Um, but yeah, so 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 uh, just to bring back again to the audience's. Hypnotherapy. What is it? You know, and then, then I guess that will lead right into the book. Because I think that the book deals with it.
0: Absolutely. Well, first of all, I am actually in the process of rebranding. I, I believe now, according to corporate record, I am no longer Twin Ravens Hypnotherapy. I am now Twin Ravens Solutions, and the reason for that is, though I still utilize hypnotherapy as my primary modality, I have started using. More neuro linguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, things like that, and started working more, not just with wellness focused clients, but also with business and success focused clients. I discovered that a lot of my work as a hypnotherapist was working with people either growing their own business or growing professionally. And that oftentimes my work was moving more towards being a business coach than a hypnotherapist sometimes. So I decided rather than flail around, just rebrand, open myself up a little bit. But to answer your question, hypnotherapy is basically utilizing our own resources to achieve our results. Uh, Hypnosis is, as we've discussed before, completely natural completely a normal function of the human mind. It isn't metaphysical, it isn't mind control, nothing like that. It is simply accessing the subconscious mind. And the thing that I emphasize, no matter what your goal may be, the conscious mind is the goal setter. It is what determines your goal. The subconscious mind is the goal getter. So no matter what it is that you want, your subconscious mind has to be in line whether it's stopping smoking losing weight overcoming trauma or making more money your subconscious mind has to be on that page and hypnotherapy basically bypasses that filter that exists between the conscious and subconscious mind that is the reason those two things can't communicate and allows us to speak directly to the subconscious mind, to create new associations, new understandings of our reality and our situations. And that's kind of what led me to to write the book, is it's kind of a a primer on understanding the subconscious. Because that's really the crux of my work, is helping my clients, be it in a one-on-one or a group setting, understand their subconscious understand how it communicates how to communicate with it and how to create change utilizing that because change that comes from a subconscious level is easy it is simply the way of things it is not an effort um and it's really whatever you are seeking it for like i said stopping smoking business success the the number of areas that that hypnotherapy can help with is huge because as as i'm a fan of saying it's all in your head and that's actually what my book's called because it it really is just all in your head all reality all perception of yourself and the world around you it's just up here that's that is that's why you can ask three different people who saw something happen what they saw and they'll tell you three different things because our perception of reality of ourselves of all of those things are just that it's ours and only ours and it's understanding that 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 really helps to achieve whatever it is that you're wanting to because if you find that you aren't getting the results you want with whatever it may be probably your subconscious that's standing in your way Wow,
1: <laughs> you know. First of all, I love that. I knew you used that expression before. It's on your head, mm-hmm. uh, and it is all in our heads. And you know, I you know I couldn't. I I have to say that I'm sorry, folks. You know, it's uh, I'm a fan, I guess. But really, the Matrix concept keeps coming back over and over in our world <laughs> of reality, because I, you're right. I mean, everyone is looking at this world based on their own. You know, perception and and vision. I mean, it's. I mean, I always refer to it as like you know, we in a virtual game, for example, you go in with multiple players, and yeah, you share the same space, the same you know uh, event, whatever it is that you're doing, you interact. But you only experience it through that visor and your emotion, you know, and, and your senses if if you know there are advanced ones that actually can give you some sense of touch and things. But really, it's it's not a very far-fetched idea from where we are. And you're right, like three people can can put three different stories for the same event. And, and go, it, we we have this all the time where we hear like, oh, and, and I, I refer to this as, as a fun piece because like you talk about two guys or two gals or like a couple of guys and girls, and, you know, mixing like, oh, he's cute, he's cute, he's good, he's good. You know, I you know, I like him, I don't like him. And and you know what's funny? Because uh, everybody's looking at you know that person differently and mm-hmm. they see them from the way they are, and they actually making that that the judgment based on their own view and and how your their brain is is actually perceiving that. But in reality that person is still the same <laughs>
0: you exactly know? it's just so. what you choose to perceive about that situation based on what's in your own head your own experiences your own biases and prejudices and all of those things which we all have it's how the human brain works we the this the, the mind exists to create association that is how we learn every single thing that we learn it's all association this this thing goes with this thing and that is that's neurology that is the way our neurons clump information together and that's what's fascinating me about my work so many times is that it's not it's not very theoretical it is neurology it is observable and that's That's one of the interesting things that has really come up with hypnotherapy and probably past couple of decades is it's always been this idea that we had, this theoretical thing that we kind of could observe. But we develop technology eventually through like organic biofeedback devices that allow us to directly observe trance, to directly monitor what is happening and because of that we've established the the reality of the situation that this is not a theoretical thing that it is a completely tangible phenomenon why it exists I don't know I'm always a big fan of telling my clients that I don't know why this thing is in our head why we have this feature but it's there and you can absolutely use it to your advantage
1: you know, Robert, I'm listening to you, and uh, uh, I think we've alluded to this in one of the previous shows, in, and that was, you know, in terms of marketing and mm-hmm. in terms of how, you know, the brain is educated in a way, or, or uh, I guess, information is flown into your brain mm-hmm. through these devices, and then the media uses that. the uh, the, the marketing actually is a, is a big piece of that. It's all about how we see it. Social media now we see mm-hmm. it more than ever. People are, in the, and and essentially, we're all born kind of in a clean slate. I mean, everybody's blank brains are mm-hmm. like you know empty. They have some information that is innate, I guess, the the basic information, but a lot of it is being put in by by surrounding events and and oh, uh, and everything else is being told to you, ta- told to you, or taught you know whether at school, at home, and through you know your environment, and and mm-hmm. that's how you, you mentioned biases and, and things like that. That's how we all develop those things. And everybody is you can take the same person uh and, and raise them in a different environment. They'll have a different perception of that world. Yet you know, if they were probably, you know, put and I, I think there have been experiments with with that where people have been put to two people, same environment, put them in different mm-hmm. places and they learn different things. And that's really what it is. Now, some some abilities are, are there, you know, some people have different tendencies, but I think everybody's got the capabilities of being programmed in a way. And 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 really that's all there is. I mean, you know, we're not very different from our computers that we've developed. Oh no. Not at <laughs> all. The template on our like, on our yeah. on our back platform. <laughs> so.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, we every technology we create kind of mimics the world around us in a way. And computers are no different. And in, you mentioned the things we learn as a child. And one of the fascinating things I've learned doing this for a living is that initial programming that we learn in about the first 10 years, give or take, pretty much mandates all of our life. All of our, our problems, all of the things that work for us, against us, whatever have you, are a product of those associations we made as a child many, many, many times. And that's that's always fascinating to me that no matter it seems, what somebody is coming to me for the question always has to come up tell me about your childhood tell me where you first started creating these associations because that's really what the first part of my work is more than anything i'm all about finding out why the 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 core root reason as to why and that why is almost always in childhood and even for something like habit control for smoking it was an association that was created somewhere it was a an idea that stuck in your head and you can change those ideas that is what hypnotherapy is for and normally we can't change those ideas it's like whenever I work with somebody trying to develop a small business I always ask them well Why can't you just do this thing? Why can't you make yourself pursue more? Why can't you make yourself focus on this? You consciously want to. So what's standing in your way? And there's this idea I talk about a lot. It's a a fancy word called homeostasis. And that is basically your normal. It is what you assume of yourself and the world around you it is the reason that we stay in abusive relationships it is the reason that we become successful beyond our circumstances because what we paint as our normal our expectations of reality are very powerful it's the reason we all know people who seem to stay poor yet they don't go below a certain level they always maintain that level of survival and we also know people sometimes that are wealthy that regardless of their poor decision making always seem to maintain a certain level of wealth and it's that homeostasis it is that assumption that we have of our reality and that assumption is what allows the subconscious to work in the background to maintain that reality regardless of what our conscious decisions are, your, sab- uh, your your subconscious will absolutely sabotage you, and it will absolutely help you in unseen ways that you don't even notice because you are not generally communicating with your subconscious mind. You can't. There is a filter in place that prevents you from doing so many times.
1: Consciousness is a, is a world on his own. I mean, I, I think we, we think we know everything based on what our conscious mind is, is mm-hmm. telling us and, and, and acting and behaving with, but really I think a lot of us is really the subconscious piece of it. Oh, yes. You know, I think, I mean, just sometimes you think about it, like, it's like the real us is behind the scenes oh, yes. <laughs> operating in the back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Your conscious mind is only about 10 to 20% of your neurological processes is a very very small amount and all your conscious mind is in charge of is like logic willpower decision making very present in the moment things when it comes to memory association learned behavior emotion and even automatic processes like heartbeat skin temperature all of those things they're controlled by the subconscious mind they are things you do not have immediate control over and it's it's a lot for some people to hear that 80 to 90 percent of what's going on in your mind you are completely unaware of most times but that's kind of where my work comes in because you don't have to be unaware of what's going on in your subconscious mind you can speak to your subconscious mind and be spoken to by it. It's just how do you interpret that? A good example is dreams. And while, while not all dreams have viability for my work, there is a certain phase of dreams that does. It's the They're called venting dreams. They're the dreams that occur right before you wake up. And those are generally the subconscious mind trying to communicate with you now it is not doing that clearly it is doing that in the ways that it knows how because your subconscious mind doesn't speak language doesn't speak words like your conscious mind does it speaks metaphor symbol emotion memory it it speaks an association and that's part of the reason that because i've i've known people that love those like dream dictionary things that is the the dumbest thing possible and the thing I point out with that is open one of those up and turn to snakes and tell me what snakes mean generally they're some bad omen some sign of of something some unseen danger in your life or whatever all right what if someone raises snakes what if somebody loves snakes more than anything? that's still gonna mean bad news? Is that still gonna be ominous? No, because that's not their association. And that's what those dream dictionaries and any attempt to apply broad thinking to the subconscious misses is that association is a deeply personal thing. Most people like dogs they're fun. They've been by our side for 40,000 years or so. Unless you don't, unless you have an association that says that dogs can't be trusted and are a danger, which people absolutely do have. So there is, and this is part of what trips people up so much, what the hard part about being human is, there is no universality to the experience other than death that's about the most universal human experience it starts and it ends everything that happens in between that is completely unique to you there and we struggle with that because there is no universal meaning there is no unifying thing yeah we we live we die we breathe we eat but those are all different things Like we all view all of those things and feel very differently about all of those things. And so it's that lack of a universal experience that people struggle with a lot because meaning is something that's, that's tricky to find. And when we don't have that meaning, when we don't have that definition we put in front of our reality, it's hard. It's, You can't ask someone to do something meaningless it's for those of people listening who had a hard time with math in school why did you have a hard time in math that's because you couldn't see the point of putting the alphabet and math and things like that at least that's why i didn't like it but it's that perception that that lets us see that individual experience and it's finding that individual perception and experience which i do talk about a bit that becomes so vital why are you doing what you do why are you here and that's it's kind of like that age-old joke question what's the meaning of life and we assume that it's an unanswerable question because again there is no universal meaning but that's not true you get to pick it you get to determine why you're here what you why you're doing what you're doing what you're even doing even and everyone's meaning is different i always like to ask at some point when i'm working with somebody why are you here why what is your purpose to life what is what are you wanting to do what are you wanting to experience and realizing that Really helps some people, helps a lot of people, help me. Because once you discard the idea that there is some universality to things, that all people are united in something, but instead it is your individual purpose, you can find it then. When you stop looking into the crowd, you look inside, when you look in your own head, you can find your purpose, you can find your meaning. And once you find your meaning, everything gets a little easier because that's kind of your your guiding light, so to speak. It is the reason which you do something because try doing anything with no reason. It's not easy. If you try to write a book with no reason, practically impossible. And it's probably not going to be a very good book anyway. It's just going to be wandering and strange. So, Finding your reason, finding your meaning, be it in life or in business, whatever have you. The business aspect is a big thing for for the meaning. Because a lot of the clients I work with business, I ask them, why do you want this? I want more money. You can get more money a lot of ways. Why do you want more money? What circumstances in your life are you wanting to improve? Because money is just the means. To do something the money is not your purpose your purpose is something beyond that that you believe that money can afford you and be in voicing that is essential to finding success because no one ever found success chasing money they might tell you they were chasing money but that's not true they're chasing something else it's finding out what that thing is that somebody's chasing, what your, well, I guess it'd be professional meaning is. they not money. It's just the things that money gets you. And what is that? Is it a house, a boat, is it a car? Is it safety? Is it security? Is it just want to eat better? Do you want to attract different people? Whatever have you. And once you realize that, once you are able to put voice to that and accept that that's when you can start finding that success that's why people chase money all day and don't get it because they're just chasing a a thing a thing we made up when you are are wanting better different be it a house a wife or whatever anything anything at all and when you can understand that it's conditions that your subconscious wants to change. Money, money means nothing to your subconscious. It is a way of measuring your circumstances to it. That's it. It sees a big number in your account and it thinks safety. It thinks car. It thinks comfort. That's it. It doesn't care if the number goes up it only cares about the safety the circumstances and the I guess the pleasure that it brings you because the subconscious is all about focusing on its pleasure and avoiding its pain and that's one of the interesting things about creating change because those two concepts mean something different to your subconscious because to your subconscious mind pain is something different while pleasure is the familiar and you can see how that becomes difficult when you're wanting to change your circumstances because your subconscious mind will do whatever it can to maintain the familiar until you begin to change that homeostasis to change your perception of self and what your circumstances allow you you know
1: robert i I, i'm listening and uh it it's a lot and and you really oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know you try to analyze everything like when you're hearing stuff you try to break it down based on your knowledge and your skills mm-hmm. and your abilities and so that's the like to your point that's the little piece of it and the back piece of it is bigger and and almost it sounds like again the mind the the, the subconscious mind is really in charge of, of everything oh, yeah. and, only, and only that like you know you you as I'm listening to you, and or maybe the audiences also, I mean, we can literally easily get into the realm of of the uh, unknown. We can get into the realm of the uh, quantum physics. We can go mm-hmm. into the philosophical, you know, approach of things. Because to your point, you you talked about death, you know, as as in it's uh, like the end that that's known. That's that's pretty much shared by everyone. But even in that, actually, if you think about it, like we don't, nobody came back to say like how they experienced mm-hmm. that that moment on their own. Yeah. And so we think we know what happens and, <laughs> and,
0: we, and if, people, and there's, there's a lot of theories,
1: a lot of theories. And, and, and if we just go, let's say we go to religious, right. Everybody's got a different perspective on how that looks back, you know, from, from mm-hmm. that point on. And no one is, and it's, you know, uh, there is a very similarity between, you mentioned dream, dream and death, you know, mm-hmm. are uh, it's almost like when you, I always have this question to people, like, can you set up your time to, to go to sleep? I mean, not to go to sleep, to, to actually, you know, shut down. Mm-hmm. No one knows when they go to sleep. You, yeah. you can lay down for a minute and then all of a sudden you're gone. You don't know when that moment is. Even if you wanted to write it down, you never do it. And then you cannot probably clock up and just like, you know, I'm going to wake up at five o'clock unless the alarm kicks in. You're not gonna wake up. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a coincidence that happened, but it's not. You talked about those those dreams, especially the ones that are vivid before you wake up. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, you can remember them. That as soon as you wake up, it's like
0: a bit, a yeah. bit, yeah. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> have
1: about like in a few minutes. You know, like you can still see that that scene, mm-hmm. but then, but then again, you could not possibly comprehend what that scene was, or you can, and it looked so real at the time. At least your 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 perception of it was real, and then mm-hmm. until like, well, it's reality. I'm I'm back to this world, <laughs> you know. So so again, it is still the unknown. There's a lot of it that we are not comprehending. As in, I think our minds are are not even getting close enough to understanding the power of it. Uh, and and I love what you said about purpose. Um, mm-hmm. we have a purpose in life, you know, and uh, you, you're, you're not just created ad hoc. and We have something, or at least for those that people in creation, you know, believe in creation, we're created somehow for a reason. <laughs> but those that don't, still, you still have to have a purpose. I mean, you mm-hmm. cannot be just just be here. I mean, just like, oops, you're a fluke. <laughs> it's, we're not a fluke on this world. I mean, there's there's logics behind things. And, and the fact that we have a mind and subconscious and how it works cre- creates the idea that there's more than than, than what it means the eye, as we say, mm-hmm. right? so it, it's it's pre tense stuff I mean like it's it's really like you can really get your head your head around it I mean we
0: that's <laughs> that's we've been trying to figure this out with philosophy for Entries. three thousand years yeah, yeah like we've we've been it is the eternal question as to why we we are here, why we think why we are aware that we think, and it's so it's, I talked about existentialism a little bit and that's kind of the the core of my practice and how i approach things with people and in existentialism there's something called the existential givens and these are the four things that every human being struggles with and not it's not necessarily all four sometimes it's all four sometimes just one but it's death meaninglessness isolation and uh I can never get the fourth one offhand. death meaningless isolation and freedom freedom mm. and responsibility because everyone thinks oh freedom is is the ultimate gift is it is it really <laughs> because the <could> be anarchy <laughs> well because no what comes with freedom what does freedom even mean it means responsibility and people avoid that people don't want responsibility and that's one of the things that that needs to be understood approaching things from that existentialist viewpoint is that freedom and responsibility aren't necessarily positives they are something that you view as something to struggle with like death like isolation like a lack of meaning it is something to come to terms with something to understand and especially in this country where we're told from the, the cradle to the grave that freedom is the number one greatest thing. What does that mean? What does that actually mean? Well, it means you're in charge of your own decisions and people struggle with that. We, because a big part of us still has that child inside of our head that wants direction, that wants to, to have the way pointed out towards us and when we don't have that which most of us don't then you, you struggle with it you you kind of rail against your own freedom and that that shows through in many fascinating ways any reaction to any of the givens show up in fascinating ways some people who struggle with death take up really extreme behavior to try to come to terms with it I've worked with people who had a severe I guess you call it neuroses about death that their hobbies were risky because they were trying to I guess come to terms with that that struggle against the end People who struggle with isolation and as I've already said, struggle with meaninglessness. When we have, when we feel included, when we we have an idea of or a comfort around our own eventual end, and when we can find the purpose to the time that we're here, it becomes a little easier. And when we don't have those things, it becomes a little harder. And it's the same with personal. It's the same with business. It's why when we have such a hard time doing a job, we don't see the point of. Like, we've all worked just miserable jobs. Almost everyone I know has had a job they hated. Why'd you hate it? Well, you didn't see the point. Be it because of what you were having to deal with, how much you were getting paid, whatever have you. You just didn't see the point. You didn't have your meaning in that and when we lack that meaning it's, it's a little difficult to do that job and think of that that lack of meaning that you've had with work before and how difficult it was to face that work and apply it to life and that's how some people feel that same feeling that you had not understanding why you're getting up and going to work is something that people feel when they wake up having to even face reality and the way you fix that is finding that meaning finding that purpose finding that definition to your reality got a little off on philosophical in there but
1: <laughs> no no that that's pretty cool And 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 you know i mean you really enumerated a few things that are uh, i guess the essential pieces of our lives right i mean mm-hmm. you you want to live with a meaningful life and uh, that's at least what we wish for and we hope for mm-hmm. you definitely want to feel the perception of freedom and i'm 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 framing it that way for a purpose mm-hmm. because i don't think there is such thing as free true freedom no, no. you are you're still defined by the uh, whatever circumstances you're in and there's mm-hmm. you, you have a perception of freedom you can think you're free but you're not i mean yeah. we might be free let's say uh from a uh I guess a country, let's say you mentioned the country, right? We are, we have that perception of being free, but you're not really in control. hundred percent. There yeah. is, there's controls behind. You cannot do whatever you want. really. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and even if let's say we have, we lived in a free world. I mean, literally like, you can do whatever you want. You still cannot live beyond the rules of nature, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're not really yeah. that. Free. You are always constrained by something.
1: Exactly. So so at the end of the day, it's really not. I mean, we might have free will and free decision-making because you, you can make a choice. Uh, and uh, whether, again, mentioned religion earlier, you can believe in religion or not believe. It doesn't matter. You have that ability. You can believe mm-hmm. that whatever you want, you can believe that you're an alien and that's okay too. It's <laughs> okay to do. I, I'm saying, I mean, that's fine too. But again, because you have the ability to do it, but what does that mean? see that that's really and again that's where it gets philosophical and gets a little like ooh, <laughs> where, yeah. where are we going here but that's, yeah. that's the realm of the, the subconscious is, is mm-hmm. bigger than we can think it's just yep. you know there's there's no I, I think there's no 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 it's infinite yep. as how it operates you know i mean you, when you give the percentage that's just the ratios but really what it's capable of you know we have no clue
0: no we have um, absolutely no idea and that's that's kind of why i like my work is because it's <laughs> It's on the forefront of finding that out. I, I'm always reading new research and new findings that have been discovered with hypnotherapy, and it's crazy stuff. It is. And more than that, the thing I always ask is, what does this imply? What does this mean? A good example of that is in my research papers that I collect. I have a study from oh, I can't remember if it's John Hopkins or UC Berkeley but it's a it's a major uh, medical facility and they did a study on how hypnosis can be used to control blood loss during surgery what does that even mean what does that imply and that's the the interesting thing to me is people think hypnosis they think uh changing how you feel about cigarettes or changing the foods that you eat or changing your perception not on your leg is bleeding less because this thing is allowing it to uh there's such a thing as hypnoanesthesia that is utilized by the medical community what happens when you're allergic to all anesthetic like some people are bring in someone like me and hypnoanesthesia is not even a rare thing it is something that is encountered fairly commonly because there's people that are allergic to to all anesthetics and if you cannot put an anesthetic into somebody you have to use hypnosis and what does that even imply because normally with anesthesia we're bringing somebody like that far away from death that's one of the weird things about being an anesthesiologist so what you can talk someone there because that's all hypnosis (laughs) is well and I say that because hypnosis is simply advanced communication because what else can it be it's not a superpower it's not mind control it's not metaphysical so what else can it be but advanced communication because it is just me saying something to someone and creating an effect to to really kind of boil it down to its basics but that's just communication me saying words to somebody else that's just communication and so What else can hypnosis even be defined as if not that? Because it's not magic, like I said. So it's just talking. And yet, with talking, we can maintain or we can create the wildest things. We can control blood flow, we can create an anesthetic response, we can change the way we feel about ourselves and our behaviors simply from talking to a specific part of the mind and that's even as somebody that's done this for a few years that is still just infinitely bizarre to me that we have that function in our minds that we can just talk to each other and create change physiological change behavioral change so as to how much of of our communication is hypnosis i don't know i could probably speak for a few more hours on that one but it is a natural part of being human we are influenced and in, we are influenced by and influence others to do no end of things and what is influence but part of the hypnotic modality part of that strange form of advanced communication that we are all capable of that communication that goes beyond the words that we say because like I said the subconscious doesn't understand language as the conscious mind does so when you speak to somebody yeah you're speaking to their conscious mind with your direct words but you are also maintaining a different level of communication. And the fun part is you don't really know what that communication is because until you've worked with somebody actively attempting to examine their associations, you'll never know. You'll never know how somebody else thinks and understands and I think I addressed this in the book, but one of the strange things about being human that has to be accepted is you will never, ever, ever understand another human being. And another human being will never, ever, ever understand you. We can sympathize. We can use our own experience to empathize with another individual. But it is literally impossible to understand how and why another person thinks. Because our experiences are completely unique. That same thing that makes some three different people see three different things for one situation. You'll never understand how someone got to that point. You can logically, but you can't ever think as someone else because we will only ever exist inside of our own head you cannot put yourself inside of someone else's perception and understand it it's impossible it is not something a person can do all we can do is relate
1: (laughs) talking about my job here (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) whoo it was like i i i my mind is actually started to smoke right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a handle on this thing, right? But 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 you know it it it's 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 so powerful that you are on the hypnosis side. You can literally activate. I guess mm-hmm. you you reach deeper than the average person. You talk about regular influence, which it reaches to people, and they they tend to to mimic and act on those those influences. But you are beyond that. You go deeper into the mind and. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're you're going you have like the the code uh, you know mm-hmm. to to trigger some elements you know that are not being well, activated regularly
0: the way that it uh so i work with a lot of computer oriented people and so the way like that <laughs> the way i explain it to them is hypnosis is basically just accessing your brain's root shell it is it is accessing your your programming that lays under your your user interface and anytime you want to create change in a program that's where you have to go you can't do it by interacting with the user interface generally you have to go into its source code you have to go into its root shell and actively alter that programming from there and that's that's how that's how we've learned how to be human is altering that programming we we go through life not choosing our associations because we think it's not something we get to choose but it is it is absolutely something we get to choose for an example if i have a client who's afraid of dogs they didn't choose to have that fear of dogs but they can make the choice to get rid of it they can make the choice to create a new association in their mind and view that thing differently. And for many people, that thing, that association that needs to be changed and that thing that needs to be viewed differently, it's just ourselves, because we are part of that perception, too. We are part of that biased understanding And the same way we apply our biases to the world around us. We also apply that bias to the world inside us as well. And it's changing that bias that sometimes is vital to creating effective change.
1: You know, Robert, you know, you said something that, that that ultimately it's in the book, the idea that we can never understand be in mm-hmm. somebody else's mind except relate to them mm-hmm. based on on the set of circumstances and, and understandings that we have. Mm-hmm. So some of us may have better understandings based on experiences, but that's about it, to your point. Yep. No one and, and and this is actually true, for example, um, if I told you I was sick, I mean, let's take the example of COVID. A lot of people had COVID. I had Mm -hmm. COVID. I can describe what my symptoms were. I can describe the feelings, the pain, all the stuff. But it doesn't mean that it's exactly what everybody else experienced, you know, in their own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, pain is perceived differently from everyone. Some people have different Mm -hmm. thresholds, whatever. You know, you can relate to it, like oh, I, I feel your pain. You you don't really, <laughs> yeah.
0: You, you can you
1: feel you feel I feel your pain through a pain you, that I you have
0: you have experienced pain prior in your life, and you can use that to relate to somebody. But you can't understand it because, as you said, their perception of pain is very, very, very different. The understanding of pain is very different. Be it it, physical, mental, whatever.
1: Well, here, here's a good one for you, Robert. Uh, you know, so I happen to have had two kidney stones mm-hmm. over the last mm-hmm. twenty years, Yikes. and and so 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 you always hear the expression is the nearest thing to delivering a baby, mm-hmm. but is it really? I have never experienced delivering a baby. No man has ever done that. So there is no way for us
0: to actually. How can we even make, even make that make correlation? That
1: really, exactly. But it's an expression that's randomly used. And I've heard that many times. being. Told
0: Everyone's to- heard it. That's one of those kind of like <laughs> universal colloquialisms we hear throughout life. It's, oh, passing a stone, like having a baby. It is painful. I mean, Who listen, determine that is, it is. It is. Oh, really- yeah, I'm sure it sucks. I don't ever want to deal with it. But like yeah but even having a baby is not a universal experience I've known women who had zero drugs and just immediately done I've known women who had no end of narcotic support that still described the most nightmarish experience of their life it's different for everyone like I've I've got a lot of tattoos as people have noticed and I used to be a tattoo artist You would have some people that didn't move didn't blink and then you would do the same tattoo in the same spot to somebody else and it was utter torment to them and there is no universal experience that's that's it's just understanding that i mean really a lot of understanding can be had by simply accepting that there is no universality to the human experience because that allows you to accept someone else's experience more readily because so how many times have like so you've heard somebody say like oh that's hard and you think to yourself no one hard for me it's not even that hard to do like driving or something like that well for them it is because you can't understand what it's like to perceive and operate as them So, but once you understand that, once you understand that you don't understand, and more importantly, that you can't understand your only option is to accept, to accept that that is that person's experience. And through that acceptance, you can actually kind of simultaneously change the way that you view others and change the way that you view yourself because those things are directly related if you meet somebody that is just a prick to every single person they meet that person probably hates themselves a lot the same way that they express themselves to others is the way that they express themselves to themselves and that changes when they change how they feel about themselves and I say this personally because the way I viewed myself was reflected in the way that I view others and still is and it is apparent how someone feels about themselves by the way that they I use the word understand by the way they perceive others and that if you want to to change those circumstances you don't do it by attempting to understand other people You do it by attempting to understand yourself. It's like that old Greek saying, the first foremost, understand thyself. That's all you can ever do. You will never understand, as we've stated, someone else. You can understand yourself. It's hard. It takes some work. But you can begin to understand yourself. Because that's not always the case. You People... I had to learn how to understand myself how I thought how I acted how I believed all of these things when I just thought they were given before of course we all understand ourselves we're ourselves only we don't at all and we can learn and the, the the fun trick to that is as we learn that does help us empathize with other people it won't help us understand them Again, you can't, but you can have sympathy. You can understand that you don't understand and just use that to, to accept, to accept the way somebody feels, somebody thinks, somebody experiences, and allow yourself to not be so judgy about the experience of others and by proxy yourself. So again, it's a mirror we all hold up.
1: You know, Robert, it, it, that is the biggest, you know, mistake I think we all make is that we we never take the time to know who we are. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I think, I mean, I can speak for myself. I, you know, I, I, Although I I am like you, I, I do ask the questions like, how, am I bad? Am I good? What am I doing? How am I affecting people? I actually do have these discussions. Mm-hmm. But but I, I learned to actually do
0: that because it's always, a thing you have to learn how to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I practice it because I've always, you know. See, I, I, I want to do good. I want to be good. I want to do stuff, mm-hmm. but I want to know what does that mean you know, to, yeah. to 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 the people in me. And to do that, you're gonna ask question. Did I do something here? What is it? You know, or did I? What's my behavior like? And I, so I do ask questions, and I don't know, I, and I can't I can't judge here, you know, uh, or globalize here, but I don't know if everybody's doing that exercise where they actually, because I think the first thing we look at, you know, uh, is everybody else but mm-hmm. us. We look at everybody's mm-hmm. faults, but we never point, you know, here. Although, as you know, when we point at people, there's like, they said, the other yeah. three or four, that expression does actually apply. We mm-hmm. look at the others, but we never look here. And it starts from here. I think whatever we experience, whatever we use as a, uh, I guess, a judgment, you know, programming, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, is is a reflection of how we operate ourselves, to your point. That's we true. are not, we're not, you know, because once you start understanding and you like, you talked about responsibility and kind of like earlier, that's the thing. Like we don't want that responsibility. You know, I'd rather to just, oh, this guy, that gal, this, that, the other, judge the whole world. And then when it comes to you, like you're, you're like, you have this barrier. Like you don't want anybody to judge you. Well, similarly, if you don't want people to judge you, you know, don't judge people because <laughs> yeah. to your point, their circumstances made it very different. And you're right. It could be a simple thing to you, not as simple to them, mm-hmm. you know? You mentioned the dogs, right? I mean, many people love dogs, but you might just have this phobia. And it could be nothing. I'm sure you might just get close to a dog and just be friendly and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you you fall in love with them. You don't know that. And but that's the thing. Like people may refuse to even attempt to mm-hmm. find out what's going on here. They may not be able to ask questions. Sometimes they don't want to seek help. That's the other thing. If you we're, can't figure out yourself, you gotta figure out help, right?
0: Yeah. And we're kind of a lot of people are afraid to look inside a lot of people that's 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 a fear we have to get over and that's that's why it took me a little bit of time in life to actually turn inward and to begin to address what was going on in my own head because we're scared to do that we just want to look outside but when we look inside things change and it affects the way we view the outside world the people and the world around us Again, this is something I say from personal experience, the way I viewed the world around me 10 years ago is very different than I view the world around me today, and I view it with a much more sympathetic eye and ear, and the reason for that is not because I changed my opinion and perception of the world around me actively, it's because I changed my perception of the world inside me actively, and that change that perception because again everything's all in your head the way that you view the world or the way that you view yourself is part of the way you view the world if you don't trust yourself you don't trust the world because you think everyone's like you because we go around projecting our own thoughts feelings and beliefs on everyone else around us it's why you see so many people that the second they encounter somebody that doesn't think like them they lose it because you've just challenged their perception of reality you've made them have to consider that maybe everyone isn't exactly like me and that's hard for some people to deal with because that's our only understanding that we have of other people is ourselves and if we do not have that understanding of ourselves we don't have that understanding of others and so we end up very limited in our scope of what is acceptable thinking and behavior because they're not like us
1: well that goes to that you know what is normal what is not normal right Mm -hmm. you know defining that but but you know you, you it's amazing because when you said you know you look at the, your world, your your inner self, right? Yourself, you know. I think maybe, maybe uh, we all are afraid to dig in and find out who we really are. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like that expression, like life is like a chocolate, like a box of chocolate yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Well, w- you never know what you're gonna get. Well, you know, you never know what you're gonna get when you can dig in deep, and you really <laughs> don't.
0: You will learn things <laughs> surprising. You will learn things disturbing you will learn things inspirational looking inside of you is a hard thing working on yourself is a hard thing but it is the most beneficial thing that you can do to yourself for yourself and that's really what it is it's for yourself and when you take the time to look inward to understand why you think the way you think to understand why you see the way you see then you can change it if you if there is something about yourself you don't like being human is not a concrete thing people can change people can change at their very core and it's just requires you to to do some kind of difficult work and In my experience with my work, it's occasionally a very emotional thing because people hide from themselves. People hide things from themselves. People forget about things or just kind of put it by the wayside. And that's kind of what leads to our problems. It's not until we we look at that thing and examine it and resolve it. It's like having a problem with your car. You could ignore your check engine light all day because the car still runs, but eventually you're going to have a problem. Eventually, that thing is going to start smoking or sparking or whatever have you, and now you're going to have to stop everything that you're doing, and figure out what's going on. It's the same thing with us. It's why we we seek out help because sometimes all it takes is an outside perspective. I cannot tell you how many times i have heard the phrase i've never thought of that or i've never seen it like that before because it's just again all our perception we only ever have our perception but when we look outside of that we can see things that maybe we didn't before well, we
1: we have to open up you know to mm-hmm. to that there is more than yep. than what we know and I mean, th- this, we can talk about it. I mean, obviously we're coming out to the end of the, the time here, but, you know, think about this way. We, you talked about biases earlier and, and we, we all have some level of bias, right? But when you think about it, the more you interact with the world, for example, and cultures and religions and mm-hmm. stuff, you have less and less and less of the bias, right? Because yeah. now you're exposed to all these elements and you see what it is for what it is. Not Absolutely. because you're told a certain way for any particular, you know, group, ethnicity, religion, or, or business type or anything, right? You start making your own informed decisions on these things as opposed to just what you're, and that changes the dynamics. And it's like, wow, you know, it's true fact. If people who have never traveled or interacted with, with you know, other, you know, crowds mm-hmm. around the world or been around the world, for example, they have very limited, you know, perception of what that looks like.
0: Oh, I know. Uh, I live in a very small town uh, in the rural <laughs> South. <laughs> and you see that on display all the time. Because I I live in a place that 90% of the town has never gone more than 10 miles in any direction. And you see that in their thinking, in their perception. And it's wild. And then you meet somebody who has experienced different cultures, different perceptions, different ways of thinking. And it's, it's totally different because they have realized that very, very, very important thing, which is not everyone's like me. Everyone's experience is different, be it cultural, societal, personal, whatever have you. It's just different completely from the core. And learning that, accepting that, Will help you grow. Will help you understand more about yourself and others in the world around you, which again are all connected.
1: Well, Robert, listen. I mean, we're we're. I don't know where the hour went, but it went. So,
0: oh, it went somewhere.
1: <laughs> it went somewhere. But but so so. A couple of things before we we end mm-hmm. today's show. Uh One is the book. Yes, uh, you know, it's certainly uh, a book not only just to read but also to apply. Right, it's an applicable Absolutely. book. So yes. this is something that you would get and and use some practical
0: yes. tools. every to every chapter has a corresponding exercise a way to take the things spoken about in that chapter and actively begin applying them in your own life to create that change and that was the important thing that I wanted to put in my book I didn't just want to talk about these things I like proof I like tangible results. And I thought for a long time, how can I put those tangible results in my book? And it was that. It was just walking people through those exercises. And I've had excellent feedback from people following along with the exercises. Because it's all... it's, it's, It's getting in touch with your subconscious. It's beginning to understand those rules of operation and I they're all lessons I've done they're all exercises I've done even all of my work I never ask someone to do something that I haven't done so it's it's absolutely one of those things you can follow along with Love it.
1: Well, I, listen. I I know I personally experienced some of the exercises you you have, and you know oh, yeah. we've we've done those in those sessions. I've done them also with you, and I know that stuff works because mm-hmm. it does. Every time you do an exercise, you do see the the real outcomes that you are looking for. Uh, and, and now you have to apply and you have to also really do it correctly. And, and that's just, you know, cause some people say, well, it didn't work for me. Well, did you follow the actual steps? Yeah. There's some of that too. Uh, but so, so thank you for clarifying that. So definitely. it is definitely a, an, an application book, something that yes. you can put to use a tools book. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm assuming it's now available, whatever books are sold. Well,
0: um, this is the book fancy cover. So I nice. said it's called all in your head and the best place to buy it is through my website. It's going to be the the quickest way to get it. I keep a stock of books on hand. Uh, My website is twinravens.org. There is a store section where you can purchase uh, ebooks, hardcover, softcover versions of the book. You can even purchase personalized versions. They are also available on Amazon Books. Uh, My experience with Amazon, though, is they take a while. To ship you out a book because they have to print it first. So the the quickest and easiest and I believe less expensive way to to get it is through my website, but it's oh. available everywhere.
1: Perfect. Well, now we know and uh, definitely folks, you know, if you're watching or listening, uh this is definitely a book that you we all should have, you know, a copy of because I think it it will at least, you know, open up our eyes to to different things and maybe we can discover a little bit more about how we operate, (laughs) you know, it's, it's almost like a, you know, a manual, you know, a guide, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to how we, we potentially can work and operate, you know, in a a more optimum way.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And that's what I've sought out to, to create. I sought out to create uh, a guide, something to not just sit there and talk at somebody with, to, to actually take them on a journey with the book to help them see things about themselves about others about the world around them and many of the things that i've talked about today i talk about in depth in the book things like meaning finding your that that way to communicate with your subconscious changing the way that you view yourself and others all of that is things i talk about at length in that book all right
1: well folks you know we're we're coming to the end of the show here and Robert as always uh, you deliver <laughs> and thank you and very you, much. And, you, and you change you know uh, the perception <laughs> of things to a degree and at least it opens up eyes you know uh to to a point where you know at least we have sometimes you need those triggers like you know just like oh it's I what need, I needed yeah we again and, and thank you for doing what you're doing because you're sharing that and I I get excited about it personally because it gives me that, like, yo, I got to do some more of this. Mm -hmm. And I think people can potentially just just see a difference in their lives by just even thinking or hearing stuff you said, like, oh, it clicks a little bit better. Because again, outside of the mind, the more we hear about things, the more we're aware of them, the more we actually can apply them or at least, uh, you know, use them. Absolutely. Uh, So, so, uh, you know, Robert, you know, I... Don't be a stranger. We want you back again, nice and that. maybe we can do another live session of hypnosis. That you Absolutely. know, that would be a cool one. And this time, maybe we'll do it. You know, really with people live, so they can join and and do it with us. I don't know.
0: Absolutely, that'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, if they're skeptical out there, they, they might they might see a value. Oh, I,
0: I love skeptics. They're my favorite
1: thing. <laughs> oh, listen, I listen. I I give up on the skepticism. I, tested it up, you know a few times yeah. and it does work so it's not it's not even a joke it's real yeah. um so so robert congrats again on the book and much. and uh you know really you know all the best of luck there and you know i'm uh, hopefully another one soon enough
0: <laughs> i'm actually working on another one but we we we'll see how, there go. how that how long that one will take to, to see, grind I, out
1: <laughs> now now you, now you have the bug right you know once, yeah. once you start you can't you know you can't stop you gotta keep exactly going, right? Um, but also, you know, look forward to, to your podcast. I know like uh, Divergence was, uh, you know, the initial one. And, you know, again, oh, I'm we'll still, have time
0: to- I'm still thinking of something to put together. So All right. they're, yeah, they're yeah. Keep, keep an eye out. There'll probably be something in the future.
1: That's it. I'm I'm always up, you know, and, and, and ready for your programming, you know, to join us and, and, you know, to, to just broadcast those things out and share with the the world here. So, awesome. uh, Robert, thank you so much for, for well, your time you today. Thank you for having me on. my pleasure and folks that's it for today i hope you had uh, fun please do check out the website and uh, definitely get that copy talk soon bye for now